0: All right, good deal. So this is just going to be a, a regular episode. It's not going to be the AK Corner, but we're going to be talking AKs. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of Yeah, AKs are good.
0: Calvary Right? Uh, I already did the AK Corner for this month. So. But, yeah. yeah,
2: it's all
0: good. We'll get a double dose of uh, the AK Talk. And I know people have been uh, excited to hear about you know, everything that went on this year at uh, Flashback if I was able to make it. Unfortunately. So, let you guys uh, yep. fill us in, live vicariously through you. And Pierce Taylor, for the uh, guys who haven't met Pierce, he's one of our, our primo listeners. And he attended the event. I don't know if you guys saw him down there or not. You
3: know, I ran I uh, saw everybody else
1: around, but... Clear. Yeah, uh, one of eleven 1, hundred people, so it was. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we past one another, and uh, but You, you couldn't know, miss
0: him. He had the AK corner shirt on, man. I remember him now.
4: I I saw a couple yeah. guys with talking lead shirts on. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. We had some listeners nice. down there. That's what I did the AK yeah. corner on. I did a listener uh, show. I had nothing but listeners on the AK corner, and uh, several of them had attended the clash bash so we talked a little bit about it on the the ak corner this past episode poor little pierce was sick though he couldn't be on with us he he's all better now though
3: pretty much fighting the flu over the last couple of days oh
1: yeah
0: that's it Uh, uh, pierce is an attorney so what's what you say
1: (laughs) hey all, everybody needs an attorney.
5: Yeah, what we kind can. of attorney? I mean, you know, it's always good to have one of
1: those. Um,
3: what kind yeah. do you need?
5: <laughs> well, I don't need one yet, but we'll talk
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, okay. we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. We're just going to jump into it. We're, we're talking, so and I'm recording, and all this is good stuff, so we might as well run into it and do it. Um. Uh, So I promised you guys uh, a while back that we were going to do a Kalash Bash kind of follow-up. And, you know, I was hoping to be there, but it didn't work out. I wasn't able to make it. Um, But I did get some nice bow hunting in, Uh, crossbow hunting. You see my crossbow there? Uh, So my time wasn't completely wasted or or ill-spent. But we've got the organizers of Kalash Bash uh, joining us. And this is just our regular episode, so don't confuse this with the AK Corner Leadheads. Go back and listen, because it's posted this month's AK Corner. You're really going to enjoy it. We had uh, several listeners on, kind of a follow-up to our giveaway that we did with Century Arms, the BFT-47. We gave away uh, BFT-47 on that episode, and I wanted to get all the listeners that participated and just kind of do a little follow-up episode and uh, talk with them and get their ideas on what we could do for Season 5, because we're getting ready to wrap up the... uh, Season 4 of the Talking Lead AK Corner. We only got like two months left. Uh, So make sure you go back, check that episode out. Uh, And then the episode before that, I just mentioned I was doing some archery hunting the last couple of weeks. We had the gang from Centerpoint Archery, Velocity Outdoors, and a gentleman by the name of Benjamin Cole, who has his own hunting TV show. It's called Rooted Television. And uh, it was a really good uh, educational show for me because I just got into I just got into the archery, guys. So this is my first season into the the archery, and as our listeners know, whenever I get into something new, they get into something new, <laughs> whether they want to or not. Uh, but joining me from uh, Kalash Bash, the organizers, uh, we had them on last year, and uh, I know that you guys really enjoyed that episode. It's one of our more popular uh, of season three. Um, but we have the guys from dissident arms we have mike and land joining us gentlemen welcome in
1: hey, hey, for back us again.
0: uh and they are in some new digs so for our video audience who's who's watching this they're not on vacation that's that's their new digs that's their new their new place there and uh looks like they might have some something on tap <laughs> if you,
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: have a nice little cool beer we- Nice adult beverage, absolutely.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we moved somewhere where it look, feels like we're on vacation uh, every day, so we're uh, we're thankful for that, but also trying to enjoy it. Uh, so thanks for having us on, though, again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and then also joining us, uh, another organizi- organizer and creator of the Clash Bash event, we've got Clay Owens, Clay Co., joining us with Third Pin Threads. Clay, welcome in. Welcome back.
4: Thanks for having me back. Feels like
0: I was just here not too long ago.
4: I know. You were just on, weren't you? <laughs> what was that? Was yeah, that we the went. last AK corner? It was a... I think so. We talked for... I think it was like a four-hour long chat. We talked for a while. It was one of your AK corners.
0: Yeah, it was like three yeah. hours. It was yeah. a l- lot of fun. Oh, that was the the contest. You were one of our judges. That's right. That's right. Yep. He, <laughs> clay judged our our competition and i had the winner on this month's uh, ak corner he just got it like yesterday or the day before when we recorded and uh, he hadn't had an opportunity to take it out and shoot it yet but uh, he was really excited about it
6: rob would tell you that failing to prepare is preparing to fail he's not a prepper but survival skills, personal preparedness, and self-sufficiency are important skill sets in his book. His firearm of choice, the Kel-Tec RDB Survival, says a lot about him. This great compact bullpup rifle fits in a pack and tight spaces when he feels like bugging out. Unlike ordinary bullpups, the RDBS rifle redefines the concept of platform, offering a traditional rifle grip, balance, crisp trigger, and an adjustable buttstock. The RDB Survival delivers 556223 ballistic performance in a compact package weighing 5 pounds, 14 ounces. It has a patented downward ejection that allows for complete ambidextrous use with an intuitive safety and reversible charging handle. It's a get-you-there, never-let-you-down kind of rifle. Innovation. Performance. Keltec.
0: All right, uh, and then... Joining us, uh, this is your third time on, I think, Pierce. Uh, Leadhead. Uh, something like that. Uh, attorney down there in the uh, Georgia area. It's our good friend, Pierce Taylor, known as P Man 301 on the Grams. And we had his father on uh, a, an awesome episode and talked about his father's an author. And uh, we talked about his books that he has uh, uh, out. Tell me, what is the angel? What is it?
3: Stolen Angels is the uh, the That's first it. one Stolen, by William Taylor.
0: Stolen Angels. It's about uh, tra- human trafficking, and uh, it was a really a really good book. I've got through two of them. I haven't got through the last one yet, uh, but I really enjoy his books. Definitely can see a uh, like a movie or TV series out of those.
3: He might be in some uh, discussions right now.
0: Ah, maybe is that through the Talking Lib podcast? Cause
3: I'm just kidding. Some exposure is always
0: good. Some's better than none, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to talk Kalash Bash and Pierce was there. That's why we have Pierce on again. He, He actually attended, uh, jelly, jelly Pierce. So let's talk about Kalash Bash and, and we did the history and everything last year, but for our new listeners that are joining us, can you guys just kind of fill us in a little bit? Tell us what Kalash Bash Texas is, what it's all about, and uh, how you guys got started.
1: Uh, well, yeah, Clash Clash is a uh, unique uh, firearms event that um, not only includes a competition that, uh, you know, that's kind of changed forms over the years into, into where we are now, but also uh, most uniquely a um, essentially general admission side where it gives a ton of exposures to vendors and sponsors and um, offers uh what we refer to as non-competitive shooting opportunities whether it's full auto shoots or um shoot house uh shoot house that we offered this year and some uh, ak3 gun challenges we offered uh, in the past but basically a ton of shooting opportunities and a chance to to meet um, those that you buy product from directly along with the competition so um so
5: it's kind of like an AK-centric uh, festival, would you say? Yeah,
1: like, you know, not quite an uh, AK gun show, but um, more like an, an AK convention with a competition uh, going on in the background. So it literally sounds like war. Um, there's so much shooting going on at once. It's the most shooting I've ever um, been around on a range at once. There's so many hot firing lines. So quite yeah, a unique event.
5: But. Yeah, but Clay, Clay and them, they uh, they actually control it well, and they're able to uh, to go cold and uh, have the you know a cold period for the vendors to have discussions and conversations with uh, attendees and stuff like that. So um, it really provides a service to the vendors that other places and other events don't uh, can. Or not camp, but they don't
0: offer. Um, I would say, yeah. Well, I certainly Compute. haven't seen anything like what you guys offer. Uh, I mean, I know there's a couple that are similar, but the way that you guys have uh, fully immersed the event in in encompassing not only the comp- the competitive shooter, and you know I've heard those stages are you know some of the toughest, some of the funnest stages in any. Uh, gun competition, Uh, but you also involve spectators. You get them involved with it, which, you know, a lot of the, you know, the three gun AR, you know, IDPA things don't really concentrate on people that are coming, the spectators, and you make it, um, like I said, very immersive for them and they can take part and they win prizes too. They're eligible to win the, the prizes, so it's it's really cool what you guys have done the whole concept and you just you know you've bumped it up to a whole nother level to to really attract people maybe that were thinking about maybe getting into the firearms or the a k even platform and just really put it over the top where they just have to he's like there's no reason why they shouldn't come to this event
4: yeah I think um I think one thing that really helped us out in the past is not only, uh, obviously Dissident is really great at what they do, they put on amazing matches. And, you know, back before we had met, we were just, you know, I was just doing entertainment stuff with AKs, you know, doing the Instagram and YouTube thing and people seemed to like it. So when our worlds kind of collided, I think the secret sauce there that really made Clash Bash special is not only did we have backgrounds in, you know, what makes an event, the match that we wanted and bringing all the people together that we wanted, all of us are big time AK guys. We understand the culture where we collect. Like if I could ever get Mike to like take me in the safe and just show me some of the stuff he's been hoarding, I know <laughs> they've got some cool stuff. The fact that we're involved in the AK culture all year long, and then we just happen to do clash bash, you know, a weekend out of the year, I think it really helps. We we understand all the people that show up to this thing, every avenue of person, whether you're the collector, the competitor a very casual first timer that maybe you just bought an AK or you had one in the closet that you decided to dust off for one weekend and you haven't touched it in 10 years. We understand every single person that's kind of either all the way in the rabbit hole or just peeking over the edge. So because we're so heavily involved in that culture, I think it really comes through when we throw this event together. We do make it super immersive. We're very selective with the vendors that we bring out because there has to be something that either carries over to the AK market. Or has to be laser focused to the ak market because we want the people to come out to be around the vendors that they probably wouldn't see at the shot shows the nras very much a lot of ak vendors don't get a lot of love at big events they kind of get stepped over you know people will trip over an ak booth to run over to see the new ar-15 hotness that's typically what happens yeah so when you collect all these people that are in the ak market in one place and you sell nothing but tickets to ak people that we fully understand Everyone is there, they get exactly what they're looking for, and the vendors have the best possible customer they could have in front of them for three friggin' days. And we let them camp and party at night, so there's a little <laughs> extra sauce at the end.
0: And you let them dress up. It's like no, a we encourage it's like it. cosplay.
4: We absolutely encourage it.
0: It's like a Comic Con, yeah. but with AKs. Isn't
1: everybody that puts on some kind of jersey, whether they're... Uh, uh, bass fisherman or a cyclist or whatever isn't everybody in some kind of cosplay you know I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah and so these guys that the, the ak the ak community um as far as the, in the firearms industry is obviously a, a smaller section of it but as as clay was saying if you get all these guys together there's some major purchasing power and and as you guys already know that the ak you know has been going through um you know a lot of a lot of changes in the united states from from you know import uh base it's a
0: uh, renaissance period for the ak
1: yeah u.s offerings and all the custom
5: stuff i mean we talked about that yeah. a couple of years ago and and how you know it, it was a renaissance or it is and it was the beginning um and so the ar market saturated Every you know every handguard every you had key mod grip lot, yeah
0: butt right? stock yeah, yeah
5: it's the ak's turn right and so um and then now with the the uh importation stuff with the with of russian stuff and it, that brought a lot of uh american you know manufacturers online there's a ton of
1: American american dollars being pumped oh, into yeah. the ak platform and then you know the like like, like clay was saying the, the uniqueness of this event is we we have um is, is keeping it collage based um yeah. we have uh many imposters that were asking to shoot other other uh, other firearms at, at the event and so we uh we if it doesn't take an ak action we don't allow it um there is a con block division where we can draw some definite parallels to um to that style and and period of firearm um but we do we are keeping it collage based and um and i think that uh, everybody appreciates that um everybody needs to come out and, you know race their ak's as fast as they can um, all the way to the to the guy that's just shooting his first competition. Um, that's one of the, the things that we've really tried to pick a balance with in the in the stage designs, um, in particular this year. And then um, you know with the size of Calash Fest growing from like you know three hundred, you know four hundred people the first year, all the way to well over a thousand, well over eleven hundred people this year. Wow! Um, Is it, it's just proof that that there um, are dollars there. And there are, are are those that want to attend and, and be part of, of what we're
0: doing. Well, the interest, you know, the, the interest is definitely there. And was this number five, this is your fifth year? Four. Four, okay, this is your the fourth year. So in four years, you know, you've you've quadrupled the uh, the attendance, and it's only going to keep, you know, getting larger uh, and larger. Now, with that in mind, uh, where you guys are hosting this – um, do you have the capacity to maybe even double that for for uh, next year? I don't. I don't know if we want it to get that big, honestly. Well, too bad. It's gonna, it's going to get that big. The
5: size it is is good right now. I think. Um, I mean, we can add, you know, maybe a few here or there, but I think what we have going is. Is about the right size and and to put on and, and to put on a quality event for the vendors yeah. too. You know, it's not about just packing the people in there
6: yeah.
0: because
5: there comes to a point where there's there's a little return. You're just putting more work out
0: there. What about right. doing it more than doing it twice a year? And I don't know, same location or maybe <laughs> another location. To, has there been talks of that.
4: Well, we we might be working on other stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's in the mail. Yeah, there's been
4: a little <laughs> bit of talk about something else going on in the background.
1: It's
5: in the <laughs> mail. That's exactly right.
0: Well, I was just thinking, but, you know, uh, if you didn't want a larger crowd, then that that would be a way to accommodate maybe the people who weren't who can't come during that time of year because you have it about this time well, every well, year, well, right? What
1: well, sure. you're saying makes absolute sense, and and you know that's something we've talked about for a long time and so in things some things may be moving in that direction but in regards to collapse crash itself there, there's there's a point at which you may diminish what you do and and what it was mm-hmm. by just making it larger um if an event doesn't run well if the experience isn't as good for an attendee or a, co- a competition shooter or uh, a vendor then you know that like starts damning so right now we want to make sure we maintain uh you know b- being the brightest light and in the, the ak you know yeah uh, event community so to speak so and i agree with
0: that you know because there's some things get too big shot show for instance you know mm. how out of hand it has gotten um but yeah I, I agree with that philosophy that you know you keep it you keep it a certain size it's manageable. And enjoyable and for it, everyone. It keeps it
4: exclusive. And ex- we have yeah. a certain amount of vendors we can pack in. and We have a certain amount of attendees. And when it fills up, you know, you got to wait until next year. And that really does keep it a little more special that it is exclusive. And it does, it does sell out every year. The match sells out within a day at this point. It sells out so fast. So only like the most dedicated people that really want to shoot the match get in on the match. Yeah. Everyone else, you can come out as a spectator and still do all this fun stuff. However, even those tickets are a limited number. And that number is manageable. It keeps it to where we never really overpromise and underdeliver. Vendors and attendees and the match—it it takes so much work. The last thing we want to do is work that hard and you know two thousand people come out and maybe we, you know, we underdeliver in a couple places and people have a bad experience. That's the last thing any of us want. So I think we're at a really good place now uh, where it's manageable and we still can get over a thousand people in here and that still keeps it exclusive. Vendors mm-hmm. are busy nonstop. The match is full, and everyone's happy.
0: Yeah, and I guess with the uh, as and, far uh, as the competitor the is, size. You
3: can maintain that culture too. Yes.
0: Yeah, with yeah. the uh, the competitor, I mean, there's probably only so many competitors that you can, in order to get them through in time, to to run those stages and yeah. and whatnot too. As far as
1: competition, that's that the matrix they call it, by by which you assign shooters uh, where they shoot and what days they shoot, there there's a math. You know that you hit to where if you have too many people in a particular squad, things move slowly. If they get behind, you can it's impossible to catch up because then you got to start cutting corners. And so it's really important to, um, in particular on the competition, to maintain a a very manageable size. um, That way that that everybody's able to enjoy what they're doing, and then you don't you don't you know just make your stages shorter and and less involved. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, as far as you know. We're not saying that there can't be any improvements on what we're currently offering. We've already this year we offered the um, uh, the, the the AK Shoot House, which was sponsored by uh, one of our longtime sponsors, uh, IWI. Also and, a sponsor
0: uh, of the Talking Lead AK Corner.
1: Yeah, oh, awesome. yeah, they're amazing. Jer- uh, Jeremy Gresham's uh, you know highly involved uh, over there at IWI and uh, is you know shows up at events like this, which we appreciate. And um, this year we we had 204 shooters uh, shoot the AK shoot house, guns and ammunition provided with the uh, ticket, and these were mostly um, general admission, uh, 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 you know, flash attendees, essentially that would squad up, um, not to shoot the competition, but just shoot the shoot house with guns and ammunition provided. So. Um, that was a quite a unique experience, and we think we can actually expand on that next year to offer quite a few more slots, and um, maybe even offer some night shooting uh, and something like that.
0: Well, so. Let's talk about the the shoot house since that is a, a new addition. I know a lot of our listeners that have been in the past that weren't able to make it, like myself. Um, I saw you guys posting things about it. Uh, talk about the idea to bring that in, and and what it is, what you're doing in that shoot house. Um,
1: Yeah, well, uh, basically, like, each year we've tried to figure out something outside of the competition to where we could offer um, uh, shooting to the general admission, so to speak, um, where it wasn't just a pure machine gun shoot, which, you know, we all love that ride, or just, you know, a couple of rounds at a particular target, but actually uh, a unique... Give
5: a taste of competition, kind of. Mm Correct.
1: Actually shooting, like, some type of challenge, but not really competitive feel, so to speak, so nobody feels like they're being... uh, Scored, so to speak, or whatever. And so last year we did the three gun challenge.
0: <laughs> don't judge. They don't feel yeah, like don't they're judge. being judged. Don't judge and me. We
5: get it. We get it. For us, when we very first started, everybody's got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's really right. tough to get out in front of people and shoot, uh, especially if, if if you have a target and they're you're actually seeing where the hits are on the target. And so, uh, but right. anyways, this year the AK Shoot House, what uh, Landon and I uh, we built a uh, essentially a a four room shoot house where there was one main room and you cleared three rooms and engaged targets in the rooms, avoided no shoot targets uh, and shot steel targets through the uh, the doors and windows that were out uh, up to like about 90 yards or so. So you had a 30 round magazine, a 545 and a um, a 13 inch Galil Gen 2 pistol, a Galil H Gen 2 pistol. And you uh, basically, had, it was 20, five minimum rounds yeah there you go it was 25 minimum rounds and so basically you had to make sure that you conserved your rounds in particular on the steel that way you could complete the course of fire and then i
5: mean fastest time one one uh, one of the Galil seven or the five four five, yep.
1: yeah, thirteen mm-hmm.
5: inches, and the uh, it was a random draw for a flame,
1: flamethrower for yeah. the uh, for the random yeah. random draw for anybody that oh, completed man. the shoot house. So yeah.
5: it was a wild time. It was awesome. gave uh, gave people a taste of competition, like Mike was saying, uh, and not that you know too too stressful or too much pressure um, in that situation. Right, I think everybody pretty much liked it. Um, I, I think it's going to be the addition or it, it's going to be the, uh, staple, I guess you would say for the side shoot. Yep. And, uh, like Mike was saying as well, I think we want to, uh, incorporate night vision, thermal, uh-huh. um, something <laughs> and to give it a different flavor. We, we saw
1: yeah. Surefire out there, uh, when we were tearing down this, uh, shoot house. So they, uh, they may want to jump in next year, Clay.
5: White light too. Yep. There you go. Yeah, we, um that'd be cool. We,
4: uh, I, I won't get into too much of our brainstorm session we had at the dinner table the other day, but. We have some really cool ideas for that shoot house getting more sponsors involved and oh, yeah. the night the night aspect would be cool my favorite part of the shoot house i've done shoot houses in the past but it's always been running the house shoot out of the windows they actually have yeah. targets on the wall and you're blasting through walls with rounds which mm. was awesome <laughs> and i've never seen a shoot house like that usually you know i've shot other matches that had a house that you shoot out of but i've never shot one where the rounds are going through your targets through the walls and it was pretty legit. I'm still pretty burnt that I couldn't come shoot it. I just couldn't find time. <laughs> but uh, every, it was the talk of uh, KB, all these attendees that are so scared of trying competition for the first time. They're so nervous. They don't want to look like they suck in front of people. Well, it was tucked around the corner. No one had to see you if you're really bad. <laughs> but At least indoors. you got to see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think we definitely want to maybe possibly put that thing in a spot where more people can come watch it because it was such a hit. And it is an easy thing to bring more vendors on to to sponsor to really spice it up. So I was yeah. super excited about it when I saw it before everyone went and destroyed it. I think it what would be cool. cool this
0: is just you know my two cents on it. And you, you if you want to get more spectators, I mean, you got to be very careful with a, a shoot house and the angles and all that. So you can't have a lot of people around it. But if you had it elevated and they could look down on it, yeah, and and watch it that way, that would be. That would be really cool. Or maybe have a big screen TV set up and you're, you know, you got somebody videoing in there or something like that. But anyway.
4: Maybe maybe we won't have people in the shoot house next time. This year was kind of, you know, we had like live, we had some like warm fleshy targets. Maybe next year we don't. We just have to stick with paper next year.
0: Oh, maybe so the targets them. that I'm looking at here I'm, for our video audience uh, or our listening audience, uh, I've got a video up here of Dissident Arms. Where Is this the shoot house that, that people shot in?
1: It, right. it, it is. So, um, you know, a lot of street but houses, you didn't
0: loo- like, You didn't use these targets. Oh, we
1: did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, no, these are they're uh, IDPA uh, paper targets. You know, basically. Uh, okay. I must have
0: misunderstood what Clay said. I thought he said you had warm fleshy targets in there. There it is.
4: No, that was I uh, made a joke on you, Gypsy. It was all <laughs> paper.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. But there are cool targets. I can see you guys upgrading your your targets and putting those. You know, those fleshy targets in there. That would be cool.
5: I have a stab house that everybody just uh, <laughs> you're had, Right. Yeah, more bayonets. Had
0: a, <laughs> yeah. had a bayonet they room. They,
3: her. they had that there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's the
5: thing though.
0: Pierce, did you did right you, right you shoot this?
3: I didn't. By the time I got over I didn't know you had to sign up for it early, I guess. And by the time I got up for it, they told me that it was full up. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
4: they told him no.
5: Yeah. So like for the match, what Mike was saying is, so we it's a clock time, right? And so we, there's five, we uh, allocate five minutes per shooter to shoot a stage and reset a stage, get back and get everybody ready to go. And then, so for the shoot house, there was only so many hours in a day that you can accomplish that. And so we wanted to give everybody a fair shot and, um, figuring out the weapon manipulation if they, they're they not familiar with the firearm and then actually getting to walk through and figure out how they're going to shoot the uh, stage before they shot it. So uh, there's a couple of things like Mike was saying we could probably tighten up for next yeah, year. I mean, we did have 200,
1: 204 people. Um, we ran it Saturday and Sunday only. I could see us you know potentially expanding on that, uh, uh, putting in another squad or two, but it was, it was really important to make sure that um, those that were uh, had a ch- those that were shooting the troop house had a chance to use a dry fire gun. So we had a separate gun with a uh, firing pin removed and a uh, blue uh, blue tape on a magazine that where you could dry fire it over to the side at, during your check in process. And then by that time you're familiar with the firearm because you're basically going to be shooting this uh, on the clock for the first time. We had a, a Vortex Optics um, generously supplied by another nice. long term sponsor. Um, we put some sparks, uh, solars on there, um, check zero each morning and, um, they were good to go through the event. And, and as long as, as as, as anyone paced themselves, they could easily complete it, but, um, we had a guy that. Uh, ran in that 21 seconds, ran it clean. Yeah. He ended up taking home one of the uh, one of the two two Galil's that were being that were used
5: in the shoot house. But, but oh I my gosh, that's quick, amazing! Is that if we announce it earlier and, and let people know about it earlier? Because it was kind of like oh I don't want to say a last minute thing, but it was we we were trying to decide if it was going to be another three gun shoot uh, house or if it was going to be a true shoot house. So if we announce it a little bit earlier next time and give you all a chance to sign up a little bit earlier, I think that's uh, that's the best takeaway from, from your feedback. So yeah, yeah.
3: I think the uh, the yeah. shoot house idea was awesome. Um, the carnival was fun last year too, um, but I'd like to see that shoot house again.
5: Yeah, like like Clay was alluding to, I think that's gonna be uh, that's gonna come back. Uh, it was such. And we, we have a survey monkey going out, and so we're gonna have, you know, feedback from all the competitors and we're gonna ask for feedback from the general admission as well. And so we take all that feedback to heart because we do wanna provide the product that uh you know Yes, want.
1: surveys going out soon. Uh from us, it'll be to the competition shooters first and then uh, to general admission after that.
0: That's right. That's a good idea. Yeah. A lot of a lot of places don't do that. They don't follow up with the with the oh, what, listen to your
4: customer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We've
4: uh we've made legitimate changes to Colash Bash purely based on feedback. I mean if the people if the people want it they got it.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the best way to do it cuz they're telling you what they want. So there you go. Didn't get any easier than oh. that, right?
2: Founded in 2012
0: iwi US is the USA-based subsidiary of Israel Weapon Industries
3: Limited of Ramat Hasharon, Israel. The iwi US line of products includes the Tavor X95, the Uzi Pro pistol and SMG, the Galil Ace line of firearms, and the belt-fed Negev line of light machine guns. IWI's mission is to bring the highest quality firearms with real-world proven reliability to the U.S. commercial and law enforcement market. IWIUS are proud sponsors of the Talking Lead AK Corner and the Lead Head Brigade. Check us out at www.iwi.us and on social media under
4: IWIUS.
0: So, uh, the vendors that you had this year, um, and I'm fine with you guys plugging your sponsors and your vendors that, that do it, you know, do it here. Who all, who all attended this year?
4: Well, we had like almost 40, so there's a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I can try to go by memory. Uh, Should so I go get my shirt? We, uh, the yeah, shirt go get your shirt. The, the shirt has the gold sponsors go on get it. it. We had everything from gold, silver, and bronze. In fact, if you stand by, I'll pull up my list right now. And no, that's fine. Idea.
0: Um, Century was there. Another sponsor. Of the, was there. Talking lad AK Corner, IWI. Um. So we
4: have um, we had a title sponsor, but we're going to postpone that. Our gold sponsors: we had JMac Customs, we had IWI, Vortex Optics, Sentry Arms, M13 Primary Arms, Dead Air Suppressors, AGM Global, Magpul, Palmetto State Armory, Silencer Shop, FM Products. That's Fox Truck Mike, mm-hmm. um, Rear Den Manufacturing, and Resilient. Those were all of our top tier gold sponsors. On silver, we had HTX Tactical. That's a local Texas, uh, really famous Houston gun shop. We had John Blasky. He's actually one of the range owners. Made a company just to rent machine guns for Kalash Bash. We had had F5. uh, Josh Freilich sponsored the event. Shoot Steel. Hooked us up with Steel Targets. Firebird Targets. Lee Armory. Texas Weapon Systems. And then finally, we have a huge vendor bazaar. And I'll go through these guys quick. Hub City Outdoors, AKT One Sport, Atero Arms, KS Precision, Weapon Genetics, Zastava USA, Goon Tape, AK Collector Source, Stompin' You Customs, Iron Curtain Customs, RS Regulate Kvar, Dead Air Silencers, again, Bar War USA, Collectors Firearms, also in Houston, MK3 Firearms, Ammoguide.net, official ammo sponsor of KB now. Sweet. AC Defense Co. That was our nonprofit. Krebs custom, drive tanks, Wraith Defense, Blue Force Gear.
0: That's about it. Drive tanks? Is that like they? You can drive tanks? They yeah. came
4: out and set up a booth. We've been uh, we've been trying to get them to bring a tank out. To to them for them yeah. to bring a tank to a, a property, it's like five thousand dollars. So this year they just wanted a booth to kind of talk We're to people it. and see what Clash Bash was like. Now that they know that hopefully it's awesome, they'll actually bring some ordnance out next time.
0: Suggestion: Charge for tank rides. People would pay for that. <laughs>
4: Yeah. people will Tanks pay are tricky. It. They, they destroy the property. We have to be really well, careful with Well, that's
0: true. Yeah, that is true. It is a beautiful property yeah, out there, it, too.
1: Yeah, there's there's so many hot firing lines that it, it's a it's a quite a unique event. I mean, not only do you have uh, eight, eight hot stages, uh, a hot shoe house, um, mold, you know, as you know, as a dozen gold sponsors, whatever it was, uh, that all have access to, to firing lines, plus the... Machine gun, uh, the gold sponsored tent, which is even more.
5: Yeah.
1: Um, not to say that things can't be expanded upon, but honestly, that that we're
5: literally <laughs> there's a lot of
1: shooting up. There's a lot of shooting going on all at once, and all, uh, there's no la- no. But it's
0: a tank.
5: I
4: it. It's a tank. We did have a uh, we did have a Humvee with a belt fed 50 cal mounted on top that was riding around the property. Yep. That was kind of cool. That's awesome. There was that.
5: There was that.
1: Yeah, we, we we've been thinking about potentially uh, offering some more stage oriented stuff, but just it's just got to be really careful on uh, logistics uh, in, involving those within the match sure. and so forth. But, uh, Shooter equity is
5: yeah. a big thing, so sure,
1: we make sure things are right. But uh, but yeah, regarding the sponsors, um, Land and I shoot a ton of three guns, so you know we love the AK um, and we shoot AK shotguns and and three gun you know around the country and you know and even internationally. But uh, Bash has, a, you know, one of the deeper, deepest sets of sponsors uh, from any event that we've ever been to. Um, we're happy to, to see it grow, and and the the vendors themselves, the Im- amount of activity they get at, at the event, not just exposure um, for them to, to to use for content and things like that, but actually interaction, sales on site. Um, things like that um, is something very unique in this event, and I and honestly, I, I think others will will try to duplicate it. Some have have, have tried, but it's going to be very difficult to offer what we've been doing. Uh, our team is solid, each each you know part of the team doing uh, their job to the fullest, and um, in the end, our commitment to excellence. And so um, we're you know, happy that in the fourth year, it's uh, only. Growing, but we also know that maybe there's a cap on the, not the exp- cap on the size, but mm-hmm. but like you, uh, like we had alluded to, you know, there are possibilities of expanding
4: things in the future. So.
0: Yeah, def- definitely. You know, you there,
4: there's a vendor I forgot to mention. I'm wearing his glasses. Uh-huh. Hunter's Gold. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was on my spreadsheet. So
5: Brian had the time of his life. So. Dude. Totally.
4: Brian was the coolest. I've met Brian only a couple times in person at at NRA and once at the the PSA AK match. He's legitimately one of the coolest dudes, had one of the coolest boots. Everyone loved him. He's super nice. I don't know know how many pairs of glasses that he sold, but he actually made a really good observation because he goes to so many events.
5: Really well.
4: He did really well.
5: He pulled up on Thursday, and he was like, where is everybody? I was like, it's an There's not very many people there. And he's yeah. like, all right, well, I'll be back. He yeah. came back Friday, and it was vendor setup. He was like, where is everybody? I was like, they'll be here. The vendors are setting up today. There will be people trickling in. Yeah. And then on Saturday, he was like, holy shit, there's so many people here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like, he's
1: just the most action shooting events, which yeah. Are do have do have people there, you know, to to watch, but are mainly uh, patronized by by competition shooters and staff
5: passing by. Ooh, uh, yeah, and it's too. where
1: Clash Bash has that, of course, but but has so many other things going on, and uh, he he does like a hundred events a year, and I'll have to ask him. Wow, which event has been the best for him? And I want to say that Clash Bash probably has to be in the top three.
4: Has to be. Has
0: to. So and he he does iPro?
4: Yeah, I've got yep. these right here. So these are regular Ray-Bans.
0: Hold on, let me switch uh, back to the our screen. Here.
4: These are these are just a pair of my Ray-Bans that I <clears throat> sent into him. Mm-hmm. He put my prescription in it with these Hunter's Gold HD lenses, and for me, my astigmatism is so bad, red dots just bloom as they do for most people. Uh, I know Mike and Land use Hunter's Gold. A lot of people do. They are yeah. bad to the bone for competition shooting, shooting in general especially people like me that have bad vision, it really sharpens up red dots and yeah.
5: iron sights.
0: So it's, Transitions he does prescriptions. Yeah.
5: He will do prescriptions, yeah. yes.
0: Prescription eye pro, nice.
5: He's got the yellow, the gold one lenses, and he also has these ruby ones. And he was mm-hmm. telling me, I'm not colorblind, so I, I can't tell you from experience, but he's telling me that they help with colorblindness. So you know, I guess you can't tell the difference between red and green, and so targets will blend in with the background and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he's, what he's telling me is like with that Ruby coating, it, it will make the target stand out, which I think is pretty damn sweet
0: for, yeah. uh, for shooters. Yeah, absolutely. And it's called Hunter's yeah. gold. Hunter's HD. Hunter's, Hunter's HD. Gold Hunter's HD. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. I've checked those out. Definitely. Uh, I like yeah, them. Brian's awesome. They would he be good for good observation hunting also. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. yep. And his name's Brian, that we said?
4: Yep. He, Brian, uh, he As Lance said, he looks like the villain from The Fifth Element. <laughs> I think that's a really good observation.
0: Like the white-haired dude? Uh, yes. Exactly. Why are you
4: going to throw me
5: under the bus like that? Like... <laughs> I, told, I told him,
4: every time I told someone to go to his booth, I'm like, tell him he looks like the bad guy from The Fifth Element. So I think like 20 people ended up saying that to him.
0: That's funny. That's awesome. He's got to dress up like that guy next next uh, KB.
5: Yeah, KB. Maybe, maybe.
0: Right. So let's talk about yep. that. Let's talk about the cuz this is one of like the premier things that people really get into, it's the uh, yeah, the cosplay, it. you know.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, Holy shit of the event. Then let me bring it so back you up. Can see
4: we had we had the African Lord of War. We had Solid Snake. We had Rasputin. We had... Is
0: this know, Rasputin? Just like
4: board, that's Rasputin yeah, and above bet. him. We had the border guard guy. Okay, the border guard guy with the RPG shot the entire match like that with the RPG, and he was required to carry other things on stages. He yeah. he came dressed up that way Friday. He left dressed up that way Sunday night. He never changed.
0: Oh, my gosh. He never
4: broke character. Never. He
1: never more. broke How does one.
0: he shoot with that on his shoulder? He Holy just did cow. it. He, he just did. made it, it happen.
1: So I, I tried to just have a conversation with him, and, and he just did the whole border guard thing the whole time.
0: <laughs> did he really? Did, yeah. Did anybody know him? All
4: I know is his name's Jerry, and other than that, he's pretty mysterious.
0: Is that his first year yeah. to come?
4: Oh, no. Oh, he was okay. at Kalashmus last year, I know for a fact, and I think he was at KB last year.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> So let's go through some of these. Um, and do you guys have a, a contest on the, the costumes? Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. So who what won? I do is uh, I just basically walk around. When I, when I see a costume that looks awesome, I'll stop them, I'll take a picture of them, and I'll get their badge number. So when the award ceremony pops up, we'll call like four of the best costumes up, and we literally make the crowd decide with cheers. And whoever gets the loudest crowd pop.
0: The applause uh, meter.
4: Yeah, we ended up giving the winner, nice. uh, Zastava M. No, no, no. It was a six-five Grendel AK with um, a chest rig, so a oh custom Lee gosh. Armory 6 Grendel AK. And it was Jerry that won because of that friggin' RPG.
0: Oh, this guy won the border guard. Jerry,
4: without a question, the crowd was
0: they totally on his side.
4: He had to beat Solid Snake. I thought Solid Snake was gonna win, but Jerry won. Yeah,
6: yeah, he was too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, there's some legit um, costumes that people dress up in. Did anybody wear the uh, the hazmat suit again this year, or did they learn their lesson?
5: Oh, scroll down.
4: I, I've got a good one for you.
0: Okay.
5: There was a guy
4: that dressed up like a sky. He had clouds all over his body. <laughs> On the top of his head, he had a helicopter, and then he glued bombs no. going all the way down his body.
0: And he didn't win? Oh my he God. didn't
4: win. I called him up. They He didn't win. Is
0: he in this uh, slew of pictures here? Yeah, he's in there. You just keep going.
4: Okay. There, there were some
0: shows. Yeah. There's, yeah.
4: the... oh, there's Jerry with his prize. That's There's his plaque that he won, and that's his 6.5 uh, AK that he won. We have these plaques that we make for some of the special prizes. And yeah. as you can see, still in character. Lark. Like it's just another day on the border, just won a freaking gun. <laughs> you
1: just yeah, it's just a uh, super, super legit prize super legit prizes are are awarded in a variety of fashions across not only order finish you know for the top three in the competition but of that you know a, a, a,
5: so what do we have so we had uh like mike there said right yeah. larper award 47 47 74 50th uh, percentile. last place last place <laughs> do you guys remember um, when we gave
4: last place this year she won like three prizes yeah, she, Draco.
5: You popped that Draco on top of her and she about pooped her pants.
4: <laughs> she got a plaque, so she got an award for last So last place, you have to actually finish all eight stages, not be DQ'd, not get a zero. She can't. Right. So she she did the whole thing but came in last, unfortunately. She got 1,000 rounds of ammo. Whoa. She got a 9mm AK. And what? she got a Davernoff custom-made leather chest rig. Oh, my
0: gosh. Red in the
4: face, smile ear to ear. And it was a lady that, that, that won all that. Well, she lost. But she lost to win all that, and she did great, man.
0: So I had, um, the, you know, I talked. We did the AK corner, and uh, one of our guests talked about that Davernov chest rig. He was he was yep. talking about those. He had one. He was holding it up. I'd never heard of him before, but they look pretty legit.
4: Interesting story with Dabrinov. Um He's actually he makes them in Brooklyn. He's uh, he works in the fashion industry, so he has access to really expensive leathers. And because he's in that industry, he has to keep it a secret that he's into gun stuff. Otherwise, a lot like people in Los Angeles, you'll be excommunicado if you're in the fashion industry and you're into guns. Yeah. So he's been making these things in secret. He finally quit the fashion industry and just went into business for himself uh, making these
0: things. Good for him. He needs to tell them to F off and you don't like (laughs) what I do. Don't buy my stuff.
4: When there's a lot of ladies, people don't know this. We have a huge uh, female base. So, Not that we assume gender, but we have a huge female base that comes out the KB.
0: Yeah, so that's that's something that I want to do. I want to do an episode um, with just lady AK shooters. Um, so maybe you can hook yeah. me up with some of these ladies, and, and we can arrange having them on one of the AK corners. Very nice. Very nice. Um, did you want to talk about your uh, title sponsor issue, or no? I mean, we can... We could talk about it. I'm just, bit. I'm curious. I not, what the hell happened? You know, that was just seemed like just completely out of left field. That's exactly how we felt about it.
4: thing is, is that no
1: one missed them at all. Yeah. Okay. There are so many sponsors at the last batch.
4: So basically what Mike is trying to say is it doesn't matter. Uh, every vendor that did show up has been so awesome to work with. They've done exactly what they said they were going to do. As we would do for any vendor or attendee, when we say we're going to do something, we do it. Um, unfortunately, yeah. some vendors—I um, I don't know—it it, doesn't—it's—it doesn't—it's not a community thing anymore for them, and it just becomes—I um, don't want to say too much. Let's just say they kind of lost—they lost sight of the community this year, and it's very unfortunate that it happened that yeah. way. Well, it's very unfortunate so, that they did
0: committed, not. and then they—you know—they. They pulled out, you know, that uh, I understand how that can leave you in a, a rough spot sometimes, especially with an event like this. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on there you know, anyway. Uh, but what prize, you know, the prize, we're talking about the prizes here and they just sound remarkable. Did did you guys tally up the prize table? What it what it came to?
5: We,
4: yeah,
0: go ahead. Seventy seven thousand in prizes. That's nice
4: without yeah. certain vendors not being
0: there. Right, yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
1: That's great. Yeah, and then the thing is, is everything is, is, is cataloged and given away in, in such a, a variety of fashion that it spreads it out. It's best as you could possibly spread it out.
5: There's you all- got a reward of performance. So Correct. one through three, I've got all the competitors. Yep. And then it's like, you know, the Spirit Award, he got a wrestling belt. Yeah, Clay made a wrestling belt <laughs> that was awesome, and this guy is supporting it. He's like so proud, and it's gonna be an ongoing thing, it, isn't it? Ongoing, Clay.
4: I mean, the the belts aren't that expensive. We can make one every year. What I, I I'd hate to make him relinquish it next year if he like yeah. drops the title, but yeah. I think we should make a yeah. new one every year. They're they're so cool, and like we yeah. have a new logo every year. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Cool. it was so cool. It was so
1: cool. Call, we called everybody out this year that won a gun, and we said that you have to shoot that gun next year. And so obviously it's going to be difficult for us to, to, to check up Jim on track it. But there are a yeah. few people in particular I'm going to check up on next year to make sure that they're actually shooting that, that new gun at the event. In particular, those uh, like in the last place
4: position and in the in the 50th place position.
5: Yeah, like that. that'd be and awesome. That, yeah, that they, oh, they 50th. got 50th.
4: Do you guys remember what fifty percent won?
1: I, I think it. I think it did. was a Galil. Yeah, yeah I. I, I got to check. I got the list of everybody. Um, and so, so Josh Fralick
4: wins his division, right? He wins another five-four-five Galil, which I'm sure he has many, right? So Josh gave us two tickets to his F5 uh, class, yeah. where he teaches people how to run AKs in competition. Oh, cool! It's like a $600 value. He had two of them. So whoever came in dead, dead middle, 50% finish overall, got a free ticket to that class. It's all ammo, guns, everything provided. And then Josh re-donated his Galil back, and we did a random drawing for it as soon as that guy won his wow. ticket.
0: That's awesome. That That's is awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah, I, and I think it's in our, at our shop. We're supposed to upgrade it for, <laughs> for, that, for that guy at the class. Back to,
0: uh, nice. back to your belt, uh, I think you should get shoot steel. To make a a belt like a you know AR five hundred steel belt.
4: Ooh, like the centerpiece could be like in the shape of like a silhouette target. That'd be yeah.
0: awesome, or something. Yeah,
5: this uh, people may be shooting at each other targets, so, though. So you have a challenge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it makes use of your prize. You could go take it out and shoot at your you know your belt. That's
5: right. That's right. That's actually pretty good. Cool.
0: I'm I'm full of all kinds of ideas. You'll you'll see. Uh, so we talked about the uh, the cosplay. We talked about a little bit about the competition. Who won the competition? Who was the overall winners of the? Because you have different divisions and things like that. I
5: shooted seven six two by thirty nine with iron sights. Would yeah. you oh, believe
4: Kyle? Iron? Kyle Litzy he was the overall winner. Oh, dude, a Litsy was this dude dominates on iron sights. Rock and lock, rock and lock
0: with iron but sights. He's
1: a, he's a legit AK lover though. Also, he's not a.
0: Hey, um, he's been on the show. Club.
1: I shoot other shit, and then now I picked up an AK. He le- he legitimately is an AK guy, dude. You know, it's it's good. I, his name's Kyle Litzy. He's from out California.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's been on the show uh, a couple times. I've had him on the show. Yeah, he's
5: a good dude. Yeah, yeah. he's a good dude. He's uh he's designing his own products for the firearms industry now.
1: So yeah, um, be looking out for some Galil's coming out with uh. The unrivaled technology muzzle devices on him, which is Kyle and uh, Zach Smith's company, another, another AK dude.
5: But I think that's been always been his dream because he's always wanted to run iron sights a, a, on an AK. And then, um, you know, the Khalil came out Gen 2, and it just, you know, that was it was a very good setup to start with. Yeah, uh, modifications. He put his own. He made his own iron sights. To put them on there. Uh, fiber optic with an adjustable, almost like a a. a and A2 for, uh, we, set the, we set the gun up to, for him,
1: but the Gen 2, as you know, doesn't have iron sights, so we sent it out to Kyle without any sight system on it. And so he added his own, um, his own new muzzle device and then also a, uh, uh, his own iron sights. And so he's been shooting that for a little over a year now. Yeah. He shot it yeah. in the last KB, I believe, also. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so, yeah he's, he's killing it. But Josh, Josh Frolick won the uh, light... Uh, optics division, and then the uh, heavy optics. Um, Who's the one the heavy optics? Justin Morris. Justin it? Morris, which is a, a local guy, he does quite well.
0: He's now, what's the heavy day. optics? What's what is that?
5: 762 by thirty nine with the. Uh, uh, yeah, we ju- we really try to simplify the divisions,
1: and because it's really hard when you're dealing with such a uh, wide variety of firearms uh, that some come with bipods. Like an old school wheel already, which would make you an open division shooter, and this and that. So what we do is we say you can run your rifle in any configuration you want, and if it has a a 30 cal bore or larger of some sort, uh, you are in heavy, and if it has a 5.45 bore to a 223 bore, basically you are in light, and then if you have optics or irons, yeah. so that's it. So if you want to run shooting bags bipods, you want to use a tripod, do you want to you wanna use a sling? Well, uh, we, yeah. well we did limit all divisions to thirty round magazines this year, which we're waiting for the survey to find out if that was a hit or not.
5: I heard it was well, a lot of the, the competitive shooters I heard uh, they liked it because it forced the weapon manipulation. Yeah,
0: they, um, they had to I do mag it. changes, yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah, I mean, most of the time you don't have to, and if you can run a 40 or a face pad extension or a 50 round mag, then why, you know, why even reload? Even the drums, the Magpul drums. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Magpul was a supporter, and there were P mags, there were 30 round mags all over the place, and people were doing well with them.
1: You yeah, know? Uh, even uh, so, PSA was uh, a sponsor, yep. sponsor, and was uh, you know, at KB, competing this year. Chad Wiley was there. I think he took second in heavy or in like optics
4: they're second or third light optics running the, their new magwell system on their uh, yeah TV. that's right he was actually yeah. iron sight division I, I shot his gun at it, their booth that's right, that's right he was he was running iron so
5: he when I mean, we had the pcc division marco Cavahug who won that um, you know shooting shooting ak 9 k-90d yeah oh look at that uh, marco with one God, of that's beautiful yeah so i mean it was awesome it, it had a, a home for every kind of uh you know division uh or a division for every type of shooter and caliber and um we even had a coblock block division what about, what about super heavy next year we're talking about adding a heavy look division
0: look at that we
4: gotta have a big like 308 division with like one hit on paper yeah we
5: yeah, yeah. So, on paper swear R, be, hey, i swear it'll be faster
1: one hit on paper it will be faster so
5: 54r 308 it's gonna be a, it's a super super heavy or a g-man division um maybe slugs, slugs all, all if you, slug. if you got the Ooh. coin and Plugs in a shotgun would be pretty damn sweet too. Oh, look at that! All um,
0: So, what? Talk about what you're holding up there, uh, Mike.
1: Uh, this is our. This is my favorite gun. <laughs> <Excuse> this is an <laughs> eight-inch shotgun. Uh, <laughs> it's built off a of pepper, uh, you know, imported firearm. Uh, and but basically, there's everything. This gun folds. It's got internal chokes. <laughs> so we
5: took a normal sixteen. Well, it's an eighteen-inch pepper barrel, nineteen. We yeah. chopped it back. To eight inch we short the gas system this is a custom gas system the the gas tube is what an inch and a quarter inch but and a half long
1: this is threaded and fully choked so yeah. this gun will totally knock down steel and you can shoot slugs out to 100 yards or further easily holy yep. cow yeah. so
0: it's
5: the sob8 short optimized barrel <laughs> it, it, it'll shoot upside down with your pinky too yeah.
4: that's what joe biden was talking about when he said buy a shotgun that's exactly what that's he right Step outside and shoot two shots. Ch- two, two shots in the air. Two blasts.
0: Two in the air. Yeah. Two, two blasts. The the <laughs> yeah. Two
4: blasts. I said, keep the rest in the mag.
0: That would break his shoulders. <laughs> so, yeah.
5: So I mean, you know, but that you know, we were talking about it. We're going to send the survey out. We're going to listen to the feedback of the customers and the, the competitors, and uh, you know, and and build um, an event around what they want. Um, and so,
0: well, it sounds like you're you're way ahead of the curve. Um, anyway, so Pierce was there, so he went last year and he went this year. So Pierce, give us your perspective, uh, last year to this year, your uh, your I mean, experience.
3: Years. It was an amazing event. Um, I had a great time. My cheeks hurt from smiling too much. Um, this year what was awesome was the, uh, just the crazy variety of machine guns that you could shoot at the, uh, uh, who was he said, John, um,
0: John Houghton? M thirteen. So they
3: call uh, oh, they're blah. called Gun NATO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought out. They had 20, 25 different machine guns you can shoot from a nineteen nineteen to an RPD to. There was a Sten, I think, some Uzis, uh, cranks they had a DP, There was
4: is is it called a DP twenty eight, DP twenty five with a pancake mag. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Well, 25. they had yeah um and they but they had all the their little special names for it i i couldn't keep them keep track of uh which was which uh when i was looking at their list but that was pretty awesome um it was just i was it was great everybody there is just there to have a great time everybody's super friendly Mm
0: -hmm.
3: um clay you, you kept saying something about the culture and i think clash bash brings out the best culture of the really of the gun community, but of the AK centric, uh, gun community.
4: Well, I appreciate you saying that it, it's nice hearing someone that's not us say that because you know, you were, you paid money to be there. So mm-hmm. you saying that, uh, makes me feel really good that yeah, we're doing absolutely. something right.
0: I know you, no, you,
4: you definitely
3: are.
0: I know you take your big spool when you go Pierce, cause you're looking to, to buy stuff. Um, what'd you <laughs> score this year?
3: Uh, a couple stuff from a couple things from JMac. Um, I know I got a pistol grip and a forward grip. Um, I didn't really buy a ton of stuff this year. I spent a decent amount of money shooting uh, the various machine guns that were that you could pay to shoot. Um, I know last year I went home and immediately ordered a, uh, a Sandman S from Dead Air after hanging out with Mike Pappas for a while. Um, those guys are just awesome, but definitely. Have some things in the uh, the acquisition category after after visiting with a lot of the vendors.
0: Put some things on your radar. I know you were looking oh, for yeah. some some bake lights. Did you score any bake lights?
3: Uh, no, they didn't have them this year. I scored uh, two last year. Or here's one of them. Um, yes. Scored two of them last year, and I ran over as soon as I got there to the where I thought the booth would be, and nobody seemed to have them this
4: year. Do you remember what you paid for a bake light last year? $55. Can you believe how much they've gone up? Oh, my God. In, I looked in a at the, year. the
3: 40 rounders today, 180 bucks, 220 wow yep. Um, Insane. Uh, the cheapest I found just a Bakelite was 99 today, and I'm not even sure it was in stock.
4: The cheapest I've seen, 30s, and this is if you, like, know the guy or you got, like, pictures of him doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing. It's, like, 80 bucks. <laughs> That's about as cheap as you can get yeah. on a Bakelite. Yeah. But, so, and uh you got, you Defense haven't had him good. in a while. Yeah, even uh, Wraith. Somebody, I, I'm surprised Wraith didn't have any. He, he's usually got a lot of cool surplus.
3: Right, right. Um, actually, somebody – I went back by the booth after I bought the, the two of them initially last year and tried to get some more, but they had sold out, and apparently somebody got in trouble for selling them too cheaply is what mm. they was uh, <laughs> what they told me. They said that they had, <laughs> they had actually mismarked them and uh, sold them under what they
4: wanted to. Wow. Well, I, I have a question for you since you were there. Sure. Uh, you so you did buy some stuff, right? Did you actually use real money to buy things?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Story. Uh, mostly. I <laughs> yeah, I think I just use
0: cash. Are you okay, talking about like not, credit not, cards or something, or what are you talking about?
4: No, well, no, not everyone. Not everyone pays with real cash. Some people try to, you
3: know, Hello. be sneaky,
1: sneaky <laughs> with fake money. Someone
3: if who's dressed up out as out a certain Klash government crash. agent.
1: Oh. If you wanted to stick out at Crash, what would you wear? Uh, an
3: ATF uh, meme uniform.
4: Oh, <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think you would stick out. <laughs> and then, if
1: you wanted to stick out even more, even more, would you use uh, counterfeit cash for a machine gun shoot? Oh baby. <laughs> do
3: that and also weirdly follow people around and kind of stare at people.
0: Yeah. So, are you saying there was <laughs> there was one there of these on site?
4: <laughs> this all actually yeah. happened.
0: All right, okay. tell the okay. story. You can't make oh, this stuff up. Tell the story.
4: Okay, we all know the meme, right? It's the ATF guy peeking behind a bush. He's got, like, the yellow vest on and the blue hat that says ATF, you know, standalone mustache. Yeah. So a guy was LARPing. He dressed up exactly like meme ATF guy. He was, I guess, to play into the character, he's, like, he's... taking pictures of people behind bushes and stuff, acting really weird, but he was committed to the LARP. Got to give it to him.
0: Is so... he in this <laughs> list of... Uh... Cosplay photos. No.
4: He uh, well, he got arrested before we actually took all the pictures, so he won't be in all the photos.
0: Do you say he got I arrested? Have
4: pictures of I have pictures of him getting arrested that somebody we, sent me. Yes.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Long story short, the guy dressed like ATF agent goes to try to shoot a bunch of regulated machine guns, and then pays with the pays with counterfeit fifty-dollar bills. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah. that is amazing And he thought he was going to get away with it huh?
4: so the best part is uh, a bunch of the RO's were on their lunch break this is Sunday and one of the RO's goes dude I'm eating my sandwich and I look over and this cop has fake ATF guy with his hands in the air and he's patting him <laughs> down so they all started taking pictures so meme ATF guy now is on a real meme so we have fake <laughs> ATF guy getting arrested by a real cop and the caption is "Nobody like my fake monies."
0: <laughs> I saw that. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. That's funny. that's what happened. Where did I see yeah. that? Do you have that, Pierce?
3: Yeah, I'm trying to. Can I add it to the
4: chat here?
0: Yeah, you can send a link. Of course, he has it. It's it's super. Um, I have to see this.
6: Yeah.
0: So yeah, the
4: range has pictures of him getting arrested framed, and they're hanging it in their <laughs> office. It's so good. Oh, that's great! I'm gonna text them to you because it's not working for me to put it in the chat.
0: Just share your screen. Do a share screen.
3: I have no idea how
0: to do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, but, um, vendors' prizes. Um, kind of talked about the the setup. Uh, is there anything that we're missing to talk about on this? The, the well, we uh, food. So we, food. We, we got to talk
4: food yeah food camp have, did have really good food uh bougie I barbecue kind of stole the show with food this year
3: bougie barbecue al pastor tacos were
4: amazing the the taco truck was good too
1: yeah there was uh lots of food on site uh there were the, some of the vendors set back up over by the campsite uh at night and then uh and then uh i know at least that the taco uh one hung out at the awards which was
5: she killed
1: it yeah i mean the vendors did really the food vendors did well but the food was much appreciated so i'm, I'm glad that they were there and i'm glad that they did well
5: yeah that barbecue joy was that was that clay bougie barbecue
4: bougie barbecue actually worked with the guy he uh this is yeah. the first yeah. huge event he's ever worked and yeah. he did a great job he fed the staff he fed the ro's every day uh he did he made, Bar- and
3: he made stickers uh, specific for the event
4: he made specific a K themed bougie barbecue stickers. Dude went all out. Like he seized the opportunity and uh it's did really well. awesome.
0: So I'm looking at these pictures that uh of the ATF guy. <laughs> 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 oh, good too. Oh,
5: oh yeah. yeah.
4: Stoke on vendor.
1: So he was seriously
0: trying to pass off counterfeit money. He wasn't oh, yeah. just that wasn't part of his shtick. He was
4: he and it. What's so great is he could have tried to buy anything. He could have went and bought a snow cone with fake money. The fact that he was trying to rent machine guns, <laughs> dressed like an ATF agent with fake money, it's perfect. So ironic, yeah.
0: It's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, I'm gonna email this uh, to myself so I. Can... It was
4: great that that meme came out so fast. The meme, yeah. So this, the memes are blowing up as the event is still going on. So we're seeing the fake money's guy, just popping up all over Instagram was perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. There it'll pop up here in just a second. I'll share it uh, for a video audience, but yeah, I, I saw that somebody posted that somewhere. I don't know where it was, but I saw it and I didn't know what the hell it meant. Cause like you, you were saying my, my fake, we'll ain't on no good here.
4: Instagram,
3: wasn't
4: it? Yeah. We, it was one on one of our stories. We actually didn't make a, a picture that stuck around, but it was on a story. Maybe it was a story. And, you know, we were thinking, I was like, man, I got I felt bad. I wanted to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, hey, maybe he had a fake fifty and didn't know about it. I'm like, oh, I started to feel bad for the guy. Well then they opened up his fanny pack and it was full of fake money. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Dude probably paid for other stuff and we just didn't catch him in time.
0: Yeah. That's how you that's how he got in. All right, here here's the picture. I've got it. <laughs> That mustache is perfect. Oh, man. I love it. But he I mean, he's, he looks like Borat. Yes. Yeah, nobody,
4: yeah. nobody yeah. like my fake mummies. It's like Borat. Was... We, we have tried to find out what this guy's name is. We've zoomed in on his badge on every picture. You just can't see it with very good definition, so we don't know what his badge number was. We don't know what his name
5: was. <laughs> that's funny.
0: That's yeah, that's so hard. Funny. It's hard to see.
4: It, it's like... The internet's trying to find him. We're trying to find out who he is. I, I want to have him on my live stream and have him, like, give us his side of the story, but call we just can't the, find
3: him. Call the police station. Do you think, do you think his, uh, yeah, the police might have uh, a picture of his uh, of his badge if they took it when they arrested him?
4: Maybe. I could probably call Matt Chalky. He could probably figure out who the guy is. Yeah. I think they took down um, his name, at least.
0: Yeah. Pierce, <laughs> there's your client. <laughs> <laughs> Not barred in Texas. Um, uh, Too bad. Too bad. So sad. So um, I was asking you guys earlier, are you familiar with Hug Your AK Day? And I think you said that you're not familiar with that. But it's something that Paul Markle at Student of the Gun started. How many years ago did he start that? I don't know. Several years ago. But October the 18th is official the official Hug Your AK Day. And by the time you guys are listening to this episode, it will have already passed, but you can still do it. Uh, and you just take a picture of you hugging your AK, tell you a little love story or something on your post, whatever you want to do. Tag student of the gun and hashtag Hug Your AK or Hug Your AK Day. Um, just something fun to do to to push and promote and get you know the love of AKs. Keep it going. Kind of deal. Is
3: Brian pushing it this year?
0: I'm sure he is. I haven't I haven't looked to see, but he what well, he gave away something last year. He was doing some giveaways for people that took part, you know, We're trying to make it a big thing. So we'll get get you guys involved with it too. So, you know, you, you get your big souped up dissident arms uh, Arsenal there and hug your AK tomorrow and take pictures. And yeah, uh, that. That's
5: all right
0: very good but there was um, a um, there's a company yeah.
4: called Atero arms that was actually a clash bash they make optic mounts for ak's huh. speaking of hugging your ak's he made an instagram post before he like drove across the country to be a kalash bash you just see his perspective and he's he's saying listen guys i'm gonna be gone for like a week i'm gonna miss all of you uh daddy's gonna be home soon don't worry about it i love you all and he, like, leans in, and he's hugging all of his guns, and he's kissing all his AKs. He's like, mmm, <laughs> mmm, I love you guys. And he's, like, nuzzling them. And then he walks to his door, and his baby and his wife, he's like, all right, I'll see you in five days. And, like, dips. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. gives him a Perfect. deuces out. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: So let's talk about uh, Dissident Arms. Um, what's uh, new and exciting? What do you guys have going on over at Dissident Arms?
1: Uh, well, uh, as you know, you are talking about the price of bake like magazines, and um, a lot of that has to do with the Ukraine war and the you know constriction of Russian imports and uh, and so forth. And so, tell me, um, you're going to send has,
0: shotguns uh, to Ukraine?
1: <laughs> uh, I think
5: they <laughs> got longer find plenty,
1: plenty of stuff there, but one of the things that we've been having to deal with kind of the fallout from, of course, we know that. Uh, Segas and Kalashnikov uh, Concern imports were choked off, uh, you know, Obama, and then the Vepr platform was choked off during um, during Trump. But now with Ukraine, the current Ukraine war, you know, some of the parts that we would get from um, Russia are just 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 impossible to get. So for us, we have to be able to finish firearms. And so um, some of the stuff that we're actually manufacturing now here in the United States is stuff that we used to actually get uh, internationally. And so um, our platforms are not your traditional style AKs. They're modern AKs that are uh, most of our stuff is oriented towards competition, although we do do quite a few other things. But land showing you right here um, our Vepper Magwell player and our Vepper magazine release, which is also compatible with a KS12 as long as it has a magwell. So these two parts here that you've see in aluminum uh, and steel unfinished, are things that we're having to manufacture here in the United States because they're impossible to get internationally. And so, um, so these are two new products for us um, right here, um, which are things that we've had in the past, but they've mm-hmm. been imported versions is where these are redesigned, uh, made in the USA, made in Texas, um, uh, versions of what we used to get internationally. Um, this right here uh, is, a, is our kr 90 Elite. Uh, everybody's been wanting Extensions, good extensions that are lightweight, but still will drop free. They're not, if they're not, they don't weigh anything. But the, uh, this right here, plus 10, guys.
0: Wow. And
1: they do quite well. Um, we're going to work on something bigger, but right now, this is the one that makes sense for competition. Um, and this will be a new product coming soon. Um, and uh, just to jump over real quickly over to one 10. last platform, not quite an AK, but still uh iwi based gun this is the jericho, jericho elite yeah so everything jericho has been done and uh this is a new product here grip panels painful safeties new hammers new fire control groups uh, uh brass uh, solid guide rods optic cut, optic cuts heavy hammer for solid ignition direct, and then the uh the panel cuts on the uh on the slide here and then also brass distant and arch base pads.
0: Oh that's so awesome.
1: Carry optics legal gun for USPSA. And uh we also have some lighter versions. So this is all brass, nice and heavy. Mm-hmm. And this is the aluminum version right here. Same gun.
0: This is all for the Jericho.
5: That's correct for the Jericho, Jericho. one. It's the F9, so it's a full size nine. Um, right. there are some modifications you can do for the carry size at 3.8 oh, uh, we haven't worried. released those quite yet we just started to uh, put these out these grip panels are in brass and aluminum like Mike said uh, they are come in a thin uh, this is unloaded obviously I'm not going to point a gun at myself but they come in thick and thin panels um, nice are
1: mixed depending on what your hands what your hands like
5: so we're kind of you know we're we're known as a three gun competition company base company uh obviously we started with the shotgun we've moved over to rifles pccs and, and pistols now and so we just kind of want to be all encompassing become more of a brand and kind of you know sell sell our uh sell our brand and our vision
0: yeah well, that's awesome that is i mean i like the jericho to begin with and now you guys have taken it to the next level i love that now do you do you um are there any pistol stages or anything at Kalash Bash?
5: No, we've been asked about that. I think we have a pretty good mix of uh, uh, a weapon manipulations and keeping it at a one gun uh, match right now. Yeah, um, we, we, we may uh, introduce maybe like a stage
1: gun or something yeah. like that. so the, the the truth is is that the Kalash Bash has to be uh, have the first the competitor that shot their first competition and also seasoned competitors happy on the, with the same course of fire on the same in the same match um, unfortunately the introduction of, of pistols is just a more advanced skill that the, the safety needed to maintain or the the amount of, of attention needed to maintain safety with pistols is, is just at another level mm-hmm. um, so we don't need us expanding it into a direct two-gun competition or three but i do see uh, those that uh, sponsors those that, that are that, those sponsors that have collage uh, based firearms, if there's some crossover potentially, like last year at the AK shoot house, we allowed, um, I say allowed, but we had sentry arms, uh, their is the AP5, yep. their MP5 yeah. uh, clone,
0: yeah, uh, mm-hmm. thing
1: going on, we had that, and then it shot flawlessly in the uh, in the three gun shoot, so we used it as a, the pistol, so to speak, the pistol caliber, um, in a, in a sure. side shoot, but hmm. um,
5: yeah, I mean, but. You know to, to 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 what you're saying, basically, we can understand that. And so, adding that kind of dynamic to something different and something smaller, like our we, we have a local match or doing even like an area match where it's one or two gun mm-hmm. at a three gun event, that makes sense. But we kind of want to keep Kalash Bash its own flavor and its sure. own thing. And I think we have a good, um, a good formula right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know anybody that's doing like a Com block, AK, three gun.
5: Well, we're going to add it as a division to our match. And so shooting an AK, I mean, you're going to be encouraged to do so. And then if there's a classification or division for you to do it, um, I think that will bring more people to the match itself. And so, I mean, we see it as viable. And if you're shooting at the 300 yards, I mean, shit, an AK doesn't put you behind anybody.
0: Well, no, and – with uh, the galil, you know, throwing the galil in the mix and things like that. Okay. Uh, definitely get some some distance there.
2: Hey Leadheads, White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore specific patches called seal skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. There's two reasons why I say that. First you start with the Seal 1 CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the Seal 1 CLP Plus. You'll see how easy it spreads around. You want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes, then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. We're going to pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings. So I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal one CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. You will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up seal one clp plus is safe on all metals plastics composites polymers rubber wood and leather seal one clp plus is a one and done formulation no other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm that's why we say seal one and done seal one is a proud sponsor of the talking lead podcast and the leadhead brigade use the code leadhead for a 25 percent off discount
0: uh, very good, Clay. You got anything to add to that?
2: Uh, no,
4: dissidents killing it, man. Uh, I can't wait for them to start this uh, monthly match. Uh, they used to do a monthly match a while ago. Unfortunately, I started getting in on them at the tail end. Now that they're going to start ramping ramping up those matches again, I'm uh, super excited. I like. I try to shoot at the very least one match a month uh, outside of doing YouTube and my day job and everything else. I barely find time for that knowing that these dudes are going to do one right over here near Houston. Oh, easy. It it helps me uh produce content cuz usually when I'm doing any t- sort of review whether it's an AK variant or whatever, I like taking that gun to a match. I shoot a different gun at a match every single month. That's why I don't get good. That's why I don't win anymore cuz I I change it every <laughs> single month. So uh, I'm excited for them to do that as far as uh anything I'm doing in the future. Yeah. What
0: well, do you got coming up to... on the YouTube channel? What it... What's something that you're excited to to review coming up? Uh,
4: well, I've I've maintained one video a week for the past year, so I upload every Saturday morning. That takes up a huge chunk of my time. Uh, I'm excited to keep that going. The channel, the YouTube channel, right now is growing faster than it's ever grown. Uh, I remember maybe six months ago, in a month, I might get 500 subscribers. Right now, we're growing at almost 5,000 a month. It's just really starting to take off. That's
0: great. And I have,
4: you know. I have all of you guys and Mike and Land and all these people that come to KB to help. All of that helps trickle into that. And the YouTube channel helps also when we go to promote these big matches because it reaches a lot of eyeballs. So it's a mm-hmm. huge asset that I enjoy working on because it does help uh, put on these matches. It, it just raises awareness. Um, got Red October coming up next weekend. I'll be shooting that.
0: I was going uh, to ask Sons about of Liberty that.
4: coming that. Yeah. I'll be shooting Sons of Liberty with Mike and Land on their squad. <clears throat> So uh, oh, yeah. maybe sure. maybe they might maybe they might learn something. So I'm glad <laughs> that they got the squad with me. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: What is Sons no, of Liberty? Totally
4: not. That is a uh, so Sons of Liberty, they make ARs in San Antonio, Mike Wachowski, sure. yeah. Um, He uh, his organization puts on a big carby match that happens at the same location as Kalash Bash every November. And uh, it's just a really fun eight stage match happens over two days. And you can bring just about any carving you want. So it's why it's okay. a little uh, kind of cool. I think I'm going to try to squeeze a G36 in since yeah. that gun really doesn't fit in anywhere else. It would be a fun place to do it.
0: That would be cool. What's it called again? Sons of Liberty. I'm going to write that Sons down. Of yeah, that carbine, yeah, theory, theory, yeah. Sons of
1: Liberty Gun Works. Carving. Sons of Liberty Carving. So.
0: Okay. Now, are you guys? So
1: they kind of exploded over the last few years.
0: Mm. Yeah, man. Mike and Land, are you guys going to um, Red October?
1: Uh, you know, we're not traveling out there this year. Um, the last, honestly, the last uh, couple of years, and in particular the last few months, have been pretty intense with us moving into a new facility with this in arms, a new, you know, home base. Also, um, we just haven't been able to pay enough attention to uh, our own um, shooting, I guess you would say. And so, so – for us, we're uh, finishing our home range, finishing basically the distant and arms range, which where we'll be able to do a ton of content, and then all I don't know, getting back into practicing, um, training, um, both with AKs and our three gun kits. Um, but we we want to try to squeeze in a few more matches before the end of the year. Just red October is just a little too soon. Um, with with Clash Bash just over with, and and uh,
0: is that this weekend? Yeah, like yeah, it's. Um... This weekend, right?
4: That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I hop on a plane Wednesday morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. i was gonna say you're, you. Okay, only got a couple of days. Bring your shit together.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm not shooting. I'm not shooting for score. Uh, kind of like uh, there's not a lot of matches out there that will actually let you shoot a machine gun. Uh, we do allow that at KB if like we deem you able. Like if you're not just gonna come out there and you know shoot your PP off, but Good, Red October check, also allows machine guns for people that can't handle them. So because i'm I'm usually pretty burnt out after a Kalash bash, I think we're all we're all pretty exhausted afterwards because Red October happens like two weeks after, uh, last year, I tried something new. I just flew out there with um, a full auto RPK and just hosed all weekend long. <sighs> didn't try to shoot for score and you talk about a good vacation after clash bash that's exactly what it was so
0: just a good release literally
4: flying over there to borrow machine guns shoot the match give them the machine guns back and hop back on a plane so it'll be an even easier vacation
5: yeah Yeah.
4: that's
5: the way to do it you don't have to clean shit and
0: just shoot somebody else right let's uh let's do some listener questions here and we may have We may have answered a lot of these through our our talking already. Uh, Flood munitions. I had him Mm -hmm. on the last AK corner. Does anyone compete with a non AK platform? And I think we answered. I was like, no. Yeah, not at Clash Bash. It's got to have unless
4: unless it's a com block weapon like SKS, vz58, PPSH. We have a com block division that's kind of like a catch all. But you're only competing against other com block guns
0: valmets
4: valmets <laughs> Valmits yes. are a k enough
1: yeah valmets and a k um that th- wh- where 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 we kind of draw the line so to speak is 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 just because it takes seven six two by thirty nine or just because it takes an a k magazine does not make it a col- a collage <laughs> uh base fire <laughs> um and even the the swiss guns um you know, 5.52 and 5.53, awesome. we love them. We have a 5.53R five five with you know the Russian caliber. It's not an AK, guys. I mean, it's just not. So we love those guns. Uh, you know, maybe there'll be a shooting opportunity where they will be perfect for you in the near future. But uh, right now, Kalashnikov, or excuse me, right now Kalashbash is based firearms. And you know, if I can take a fire control group out of this gun, out and this gun and this gun and this gun, essentially all these guns right here on the table I'll take the AK fire control group. And so there are obviously our nuances, but that's kind of where we have to draw the line. Um sure. and 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 that
4: but so no, no no
1: No yeah, you gotta keep other- it
0: pure. You gotta keep it pure.
4: Yeah, so stop that's trying right. to game it, you you Mark forty seven mutant. <laughs> Got that
0: question a hundred times. All right, next question. This is from Texas Kalashnikov LLC. So I got a great comment from some of the women competition shooters that if you check the block as a lady shooter, how about a lady prize? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. And if not, uh, there are just they are just as happy to be rolled in with all the other shooters.
5: we could we could have given them one of the purses off of stage three oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I <don't. laughs> we had a
4: stage for the ladies this year where you had to carry your purse the but ladies? We, you know we should i think um we have enough prizes we definitely should dedicate a, a prize to a high lady shooter and
1: we we recognized high lady last year and I, and, I'm, and i'm not sure why it wasn't part of the uh
5: it was an oversight
1: on our part. We'll 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 make it right next year. At minimum there'll be recognition, rec- and uh,
4: I'm sure a prize can be can be sorted. Out. You yeah, had mama did, Kalash this year. We did have a mama calash, and uh, Hannah did not okay. shoot the match. But uh, we definitely had a like a basically like a female version of our spirit animal. Even though a female could win spirit animal, we had like a female version of that. Yeah. Of just like. Which chick comes out here and just oozes?
0: So mil- the just a and- dedicated female prize yeah. is like one of our and ladies going to win this. She
4: was pregnant also, so the whole Mama Kalash thing was not oh. planned.
0: It just it. worked out. That's it awesome. Sort of worked
5: out that way.
4: So yeah. Oh, who's going to be born at Kalash Fest.
5: Oh man, we had we had a proposal there already. We have now a pregnant
0: Mama Kalash. So yeah,
5: it's coming.
4: It's coming. how do we know no one's been conceived at Kalash Fest yet? We don't know. We well, do have a campsite. I- doing math. some people
0: Nine getting bucks. busy out there right um yep. raider two one four ask what were some of the unexpected cool and not so cool things that you've come across in executing an event of this magnitude
4: i could write a freaking book on fires that we have put out
0: people atf guy's
4: heard. a good
0: one what's what's one of like the <laughs> the things that just you didn't even think about until it just it hits you it was just completely unexpected.
5: Don't fly helicopters close to long-range target.
3: That's a no, big yeah. one. That's a good yeah. tip. Don't don't climb over the berm to save uh, time. Don't climb yeah. on top
4: of a berm to take a picture on a live firing range. <laughs> Even though you're a vendor, don't, fly, don't strafe the range with your helicopter because you think it looks cool. Um, don't drink beer while you're walking up to a machine gun line and then have to be at my <laughs> DJ booth later that night. <laughs> Don't dress like a fake ATF guy. Pay with fake money. Don't throw your wallet away, vendors. Don't throw your wallet in the trash and then have to go dumpster diving in front of all the attendees by the food trucks.
5: (laughs) I could go. I could go on.
4: (laughs) I honestly could. (laughs) I
0: love that.
5: you honor your (laughs) commitment.
0: That's it. Let's see, Doc. Now, go ahead.
3: uh, From the attendees' perspective it didn't look like there really had to be very many fires put out.
4: Y'all kept it under wraps really well. Oh, that's just because we don't, we, we try to, uh, what's a good word for that, Mikey and land. We, um, we don't show the panic sometimes, but every now and again, it does get a little hectic.
0: Keep that game but, uh, face on.
4: You got to keep the game good. face on. Game face. There you go. But, yep. uh, man, yep. I, but it was tight this year. This was the tightest year we've ever had as far as staying organized. We tried to stay on top of it. Like, very well we, this year we were really deep on staff um this year and i, I know
1: clay and tony on, on the yep. general admission side they did the same but we we tried to really make sure that we you know
5: cast the right people to the right jobs yeah, really
1: you know that's, we, we that's it. care of our, our range officers and that we had at least two on every stage and the shoot house had the uh four uh four range officers you know actually employees that just in an arms yeah. And it was real. And we hired a range master and a uh, match director. I mean, we, we we attend a ton of events, and we see whenever you're short staffed, how the event can suffer. Um, so for uh, or if, like somebody's like, oh, last minute, they're like, I can't show. Well, one or two people not showing when you need twenty-two people can really throw. A yeah, yeah, I
0: they can. can. Yeah.
5: So, so that 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 was really helpful this year. Yeah, I mean, we just built off of the experience that we've, we've we've had for the past three events I mean you know clay and Tony over there they they tightened up and they buttoned up a lot of their side and we didn't have to worry about their side and, and I hope they didn't feel like they had to worry about our side so I mean like I said when when you task the right people to the right thing um and you trust them to do a good job it, it's pretty easy to run you know
0: yeah everybody yeah, does our their teams job. Are
5: hard to build
4: and uh, we got a good one We've been building this team for four years, and it is super tight butthole these days.
0: (laughs) Pucker factor. Uh, (laughs) Bailey Bailey Mute, Muller 80, uh, Esam 87. Basically, they're asking uh, what was the coolest or your favorite gun that you saw uh, while at Kalash Bash, uh, and then Esam specifically. Did anybody see the Foxtrot Mike Products FM 47? What did you think of it?
4: Yeah, I shot it.
5: It's the RPG was pretty sweet, and yes,
0: uh, <laughs> and F- F- <laughs> What's your thoughts on um, the FM47, Clay?
4: Uh, it's super cool, and then you hear what the price is, and it seems a lot mm-hmm. cooler. Um, it's the I, I'm pretty. I like NATO AKs. I like AKs chambered in 556 two three. So I know he's planning on making these things eventually in 7.62 to take AK mags, but he brought out a 5.56 variant, the first one, and it's pretty cool. Uh, Kept it DI, which was an interesting move, and it was just neat. And then he said these things are gonna be like, what, 700 bucks, 700, 800 bucks, which is crazy. Uh, Well, I think uh, he
3: said he's coming out with the 7.62 first because he doesn't have a great source for the 5.56 mags.
4: Okay. (laughs) Some kind of pro and, mag. Uh, yeah, he had a pro mag. Yeah. Holding yeah. um, stock, yeah. So it doesn't need a buffer tube. It's sh- it's shot super soft, and it's rock and lock. I don't. Uh, I don't really know what it goes after or what they're in competition with. I just think it's a cool gun, alone. Just, just a pure cool looking gun, and it's super affordable.
0: Am I seeing any pictures of it here? I'm I'm on his Instagrams.
4: Uh, scroll back up towards the top.
5: Yeah,
4: that's, so that looks one, like under the price table. So that's yep. going to, this one? Out to somebody. Yeah, that's Brandon shooting one there.
0: All right. So for our video audience, I've got it pulled up here. Yeah, this is it. Prototype. Mike 47. There's no, I got the sound turned off.
4: So if I remember correctly, non-reciprocating charging handle Rock and Lock, okay. you still have a, a mag latch, just like an AK. Um, he had a prototype there. We could actually kind of like give the charging handle an HK slap, but that was like a custom thing they did. Uh-huh. It's a really cool amalgamation of several different, uh, schools of thought on just guns, but it was, it was rad. It was super cool. I wouldn't necessarily be interested in a five, five, six model, but when he does make a seven, six, two by three, nine, I'm definitely getting one for the price.
0: Yeah. And you said what was what was he saying? The price, like seven hundred bucks? No way! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. going to go up. There's no way he's going to sell them for that, because you know he could get double was, that all day long.
1: He was pretty adamant that he wanted it to be in that price
3: well,
0: range.
1: Yeah, I mean they're already doing PCCs and uh, you know the Nag style guns in, in that same setup.
0: Yeah. So, uh, listeners, you can go to Foxtrot Mike Products on the Grams, uh, and there's a video there, so you can go uh, see what we're talking about there. So,
3: Really nice guys and really passionate about their uh, their stuff, too. And yeah, where are they out are super of?
4: Super cool. He gave a great speech on his demo.
0: Where are they out of? Anybody know? Awesome. You know, Made I don't in know. the U.S.? I don't know. I don't remember. It, I feel like I don't should know. It.
5: know I just it, don't.
0: Arizona, yeah. All right, Arizona last alert, yeah. last question here, then we'll wrap this up. I know you guys are probably hungry. Um, where'd it go? What was the oddest or funniest moment from the event, Doc Dow? Um, was there anything new and innovative unveiled? And that we just talked about one of them, I guess the Fox Mike guys.
4: Um, the ATF J-Mac thing was funny new, <laughs> the ATF thing was hilarious. That's probably the one thing everyone talks about. Uh, J-Mac had a new rail that was pretty cool. I think the Ephraim products was probably that and the PSA Spiker were the two guns I heard a lot of people talking about that they wanted to go shoot. and oh. I know a lot of people really enjoyed getting to demo. The AGM thermals at night on airsoft guns because that's something we've never really done, so a lot of people got to check out thermal for the first time. Not innovative, but it was a really cool first-time thing.
1: And, and then a, a huge a huge drop actually from IWI that hasn't oh, yeah. quite not available yet, but it's coming extremely soon,
5: next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, um, but what it is is it is those of you that have not gotten up Gen One. This is another opportunity and potentially one of the last opportunities to get a Gen 1. So 13 inch, 556, five, rock. rock and Lock, Gen 1 coming soon. 13
5: one, inches is probably the
1: One that was given away at Bash um, with a uh, history history uh, question from, uh, from Jeremy Gresham uh, to one of the uh, audience actually during the awards. And so that, that, that prize was given away to a direct uh, person in attendance at, at the awards for answering the correct calibers, the three cor- correct calibers that the Galil was a- originally offered in. And, um, and so that right there is going to be a huge drop coming soon. Of course we'll have some available. Um, there's going to be some emails going out. Um, or actually if you complete the survey, you're going to have access to special codes and pricing uh, related to Galil uh, and IWI product, but in particular this Gen 1 13 inch 556 rockin law, these do have last round bottled open. Um, they are new production IWI magazines. Um, those are also available, and um, uh, one was given away at the event. So, so um, again, there's about
5: 499 available.
1: <laughs> and
5: these <pretty>, the 15-inch <laughs> barrel is pretty badass. And these probably favorite ones, right? Yeah,
1: and, and to me, the 13-inch is the perfect uh, perfect size. You get the full length gas system. It's a softer shooting gun. You get a longer barrel, a little better. Um, ballistics in particular in the 556, five, and then you know, gotta love the rock and Lock, the Leal name. Mm-hmm.
0: No doubt, and
1: open, maintain with this new magazine, this new follower that's in the magazine. Um, and then again, you know, potentially your last chance to get a Gen 1, these will have the iron sights on them. They are compatible with the RS Regulate handguards and 10 inch, um, and I believe it's 5 inch handguard. Um, um, so, uh, uh, you know get on it guys you know this is this maybe the last chance to get did he throw a price it's the one up? to have in my opinion it, it you're correct sir
0: <laughs> did he throw a price out by chance
1: uh msrp on these um there's going to be a limited number of uh, vendors on these so this is a um i believe 16.99 on the pistols um is msrp um the mags are about 29 bucks um, but these are new production, you know, no dents. You don't have to rebuild the mags like we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to weld the followers up to make the last round, but hold open work like we used to. Uh, in our conversions, you actually, um, this magazine will make, uh, uh, operate the last round, but hold open system. They have a mag catch tower on the gun themselves so they can take the KNS Precision Plastic Delete. Or if yep. you want to go all the way, we can actually remove the mag tower and do a riveted trigger guard on there to get rid of all all plastic, uh, nice. all aluminum, and go all steel. So, um, Very and nice. then uh, uh, again, compatible with the RS regulate handguard and 10 inch. Um, you know,
5: it it's
0: going to be nice. Fun. Yeah, it's going to be worth the money. Yeah,
1: and it's good to get another stab at Gen One. You know, guys, because these imp- import import projects are months if not you know a year or two in the making so these things are the wheels turn much further you know, in right. advance and, and and it's and i'm just glad they're coming in now you said there's only be 500 uh yes there could potentially be more but right now let's, let's leave the number at five five hundred and then right. um, the 13.2 mm-hmm. inch lends itself to potential um pending for for rifles so as we know the atf may move on pistol braces uh you know who knows what's exactly going to happen regarding that but a 13 inch gun 13.2 gives you the ability to get to a rifle length so you can uh get rid of that pistol brace and get a a legit stock on that gun so
4: yeah and correct um, me if i'm wrong guys but since it came in as a pistol it is 100 percent factory original from import correct yeah
1: mango. yeah 100 percent factory original they do come in as because it's pistols, a pistol so
0: yeah you don't have the uh, what's that? compliance it's a pistol so you don't have to follow the compliance right Import yeah compliance.
1: you can take the brace off of it it's if they attack the brace so you can take the brace <clears throat> off but if you want to go back again who knows what's going to happen with them regarding that but it, for us the 13.2 is is this and like, we're already doing rifle length guns in 13.2 that are performing quite well Um, with Kyle, let muzzle device over at unrivaled technologies that gets you over to 16 barely, but it does get you there. If it's pinned, there are a few other muzzle devices out there, we're working on something to get 13.2 inch guns, uh, you know, over that, that, that 16 so that you can get a legitimate stock on there. Um, you know, if you have to make that decision, you know, depending on (laughs) depending on what's done with the brace, you know,
0: right. That's all up in the air. All right, last question here. Yeah. It says, uh "Any plans of having a really cool podcast that covers AKs uh, at Kalash Bash?" Oh wait, that was <laughs> just kidding. Just Where kidding. Were you at? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> you
4: know, it would be cool though. Tony and I would actually—we were talking about having—if there was a place we could do it. There are spots at the range that get decent access to the Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. but I would recommend a hotspot because you've got like a hundred people on the Wi-Fi. But we thought, wouldn't it be cool to like this like ESPN style, where you have like the table and behind you the events going on, yep. so you could actually do your live thing, and the whole time there's people walking around doing their thing.
0: Have, have a really people good mic walk up, do speakers. interviews with people, ask them how it's yeah. going, get some of the vendors over there, get them a little more exposure. And a little it more. could
4: definitely be done. In fact, uh, each I know day we have one hour-long cold session for lunch. That'd be a great time to do it. Yeah, Go live for an hour.
0: Yeah, I know a guy. All right. There you go. I know a guy. He's got there a go. one's called the AK Corner or something like that. I don't,
4: I don't know. We could call the booth the AK Corner and tell people to go by.
0: There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm down with that. I'm all for it. Well, all right, guys. Uh, is there anything that we uh, we missed? We we should talk about about the event, about uh, any of the sponsors, any of the anything. We cover it all.
4: I think uh, I would like to give a a thank you to all the vendors that came out. Uh, people like Jeremy Gresham that are so community driven that give way more than they're supposed to. All the vendors that showed up. Interacted with these people, made all these people feel special, uh, gave everyone a little bit of their time. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. And all the people that paid money to come out to the event, uh, we owe you guys everything. So each and every one of you, just thank you for trusting us and coming out and having a good time.
0: Mike, Lan. Uh,
4: uh, you know, I basically
1: did owe exactly what, what Clay said there um, without the patronization of uh, the actual attendees those that attend the competition. Um, and then giving the sponsors and vendors actual play, bringing dollars in your pocket, we'll hopefully have some ATM machines next year that way you can yes. get some more machine gun shoots in, that way you can get some more uh, sponsored product <laughs> uh, purchased. Um, uh, it, we see a ton of three gun events that just suffer from bringing Actual um, return on investment. Everybody wants to know about our ROI or just interaction like number of
5: people Well, they're just trying to push through like cat numbers through a gate yeah. numbers through a stage And so we wanted to make a more inclusive event um, And then so, you know just to show a little bit more appreciation to the vendors. I think
1: yeah And then and then and then thank you those that Competed that that those that that sell out the competition in such yeah. short amount of time those that attended the uh a.k. shoot house um we 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 uh, land and ice passion is is competition we want to be proficient with our firearms at a very high level we feel like a lot of individuals don't get that opportunity at their local ranges they don't have access to land and or they are not shooting in in a in a way that that in my opinion is meaningful so in a competition setting, this gives them a chance to actually shoot at targets, not at dirt, and gives them a chance to to actually do things with their firearms that they that they've never done before. And so, for us, um, that was a, a big part of why why we're involved. And we, you know, we thank you for being part of the, part of the clash competition and the AK shoot house. So. Yeah.
5: So basically, we've dedicated our life to shooting and, and made our livelihood out of shooting. And so we'll, we're um, grateful that we were able to come together with you know two other guys, uh, come up with a cool idea or something that we thought was cool, and then have people come out and kind of validate that and and, and uh, enjoy the experience. And so, uh, you know, from, from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate y'all in general. And uh, we, you know, it's it's awesome that y'all find that uh, what we're doing is cool. And uh, you come and support it, so um, you know. Thank you very much.
0: Well, it is definitely cool, and uh, on behalf of the the people that attend, like myself, I really appreciate you guys putting the effort into it and the dedication. Uh, you know, it's a ton of commitment on on your part, and you know, I'm sure it's it's something that you guys have to plan and prepare for a year, you know, in advance, two years in advance, and. With that being said, um, do you have next year's, do you have the dates all set for that yet?
4: (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned. Let's just say stay tuned. Would you guys agree?
0: (laughs) So not yet. Okay. And that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you guys just got done with this one, so it makes perfect sense.
4: We, uh, We don't want to follow anyone else's playbook on how to do events. So we've got some really interesting things. Uh, really interesting things we want to do with our schedule and other events. Our team is as strong as it has ever been. So I think now we should let those creative juices flow and see what happens. 2023 is going to be a very interesting year for our team. So just stay tuned.
0: Well, I would like to volunteer myself. If you have room on your team for another creative juices flowing kind of guy.
4: We need some, you can come to me. If you got
0: the juice, bring the juice. I got juice, baby. I got all kinds of juice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not short on juice. Pierce, you want to say anything before we uh, sign off here?
3: Yeah. Um, well, I've been going the last two years. It's an absolutely incredible event, and I will be back.
0: There you go. It says it all right there. I will be back. Uh, uh, thanks, Ben. So Thank big, big thanks you. to uh, to you guys for being on. Uh, Dissident Arms, give your uh, social media where people can go and check you out. You got YouTube? Throw that out there.
5: Everything's listed in arms. Yeah. At YouTube. Arms. Yeah, yeah. At listed in arms. Listed in arms on YouTube, and uh, you know we're not very creative in that regard. It's just our name.
0: Hey, uh, it makes it easy. Keep it simple, right? Clay,
5: okay.
0: throw yours out there again.
5: It's Clayco 420
4: on all plat. Wait, it's Clayco 47 on all platforms, spelled with a K. K L A Y C O 47. YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: There you go. Uh, and P-Man, you want to give yours? You want people to come holler at you? P-Man
3: 301 on Instagram if anybody wants to uh connect. There it is.
0: And uh, Leadheads, make sure you go and support those that make this show possible each and every <laughs> week. Mission First Tactical, go to missionfirsttactical.com, use the code LEADHEAD, you're going to get 20% off. SEAL1, you go to SEAL1.com, use the code LEADHEAD, 25% off. Get our classic Talking Lead logo, tees, and Leadhead Brigade. 1776 United. Use the code Talking Lead. You're going to get 20% off there. Factory47 for our AK Corner logoed shirts, t shirts, uh, hoodies, hats, all that good stuff. Um, Factory47. It's F A K T O R Y 47. Use the code Leadhead. You're going to get big fat 10% off there. Uh, our buddies over at Flatline Fiber Co. You want an awesome sling? For any of your rifles, use the code Leadhead. You're gonna get 10% off at Flat Fine Fiber Co. Pete Pye over at Defiant Munitions. You want some awesome ammo for your AK, for your AR, for your pistols? Uh, he makes the finest defensive rounds on the market. Go to DefiantMunitions.com. All caps on the Leadhead. 10% off there. Uh, and then Keltec. You go to Keltec Weapons. Anything with their firearms. Uh, you can go to the pro shop. Use the code LEADHEAD get 15% off there. Um, and then, of course, IWI, Jeremy Gresham. We don't have a, a discount code set up with them yet. Um, but uh, we're going to work on that, get that set up. Uh, and then Century Arms, uh, Adam and the gang over there. We pr- really appreciate them being the uh, main sponsors for our Talking Lead AK Corner, bringing that to you once a month. Uh, so go show them the love. Hit them up on their socials. Uh, and uh, let them know how much you appreciate them making this show possible Mike, Lan, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on, it was a great episode uh, you really rubbed it in uh, made me uh, regret not, not making it uh, <laughs> Clay, same to you man I really appreciate you coming on This is uh, it's starting to be a habit with us, what's up? you
4: gotta stop meeting like this <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it. Until the next episode, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close.
5: Keep your SLP gate closer, man. Yeah, And hug your AK every day.
4: Keep your dual club BZ61 Scorpions close. <laughs> I like it. Keep your firearms closer.
0: And hug your AK and post those right. pictures. Perfect, yeah, guys. There you go. Great episode.